Fields Talk 104.1. I am Nick Reed. Welcome to the show, everyone. A reminder, if you have that KSGF app, you will this afternoon get a heads up about a special KSGF deal at Area Godfathers, the Springfield, Nixa, Ozark, and Battlefield stores, and that uh, that deal. It's going to be different than the last few weeks. Um, once you see it, if it's something that you want to take advantage of, just make sure that you mention it to them when you call. They do deliver as well. And if you've not had Godfather's Pizza, I think most people know of Godfather's Pizza. Maybe some of you haven't been since you were a kid. Maybe, you know, you, you've never been. I'm telling you, it's just one of the premier. It's fantastic. Um, and like I said, they deliver. We're also doing sort of a pizza party thing every so often. You know, we do the weekly Retro Metro Lunch Bunch uh, about once a month or so, a pizza party. You and a dozen of uh, people of your choosing at one of the area Godfathers, you can get signed up for that at KSGF. Dot com. Weather in moments going to be a nice weekend. First, the latest news update. Good morning. I'm Color 10's Jesse Inman. MoDOT is going to be making major lane closures on James River Freeway this weekend to make repairs on a sinkhole that opened up last month. All lanes going westbound on James River Freeway will be closed between Highway 65 and Glenstone, along with two US 65 ramps. Drivers should avoid that area. Work is expected to be wrapped up by September 22nd. A Board of Aldermen meeting was held in Willard last night discussing the hiring and firing of the interim city administrator. Mayor Samuel Snyder says the hiring of Donna Stewart was illegal and he fired her when he returned from a city business trip. But a vote overturned that firing and reinstates Stewart as interim city administrator. The board also voted to censure Mayor Snyder. From Color 10 News and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. And the first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. It's going to be a very pleasant weekend from Color 10 Fox 49. Meteorologist Tom Schmidt, 79, sunshine today. Tonight, partly cloudy, 58. Slight chance of showers and storms Saturday. Otherwise, partly sunny, high of 75. And Sunday, sunny, high of 79. Hey, everyone, it's Emily Johnson, House Theory hey, Realty. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a while, so glad to see everybody today. I know. It's the weather's to see perfect. You. It is wonderful. Everything's coming up roses. I've got my Chiefs shirt yes, on today for Red Friday, so they better win this weekend. That would be nice. Yes. It certainly would be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last Were you all game, up there for a game? My husband was. Okay. I, I was. I was home with the children, um, but we watched on TV. We're big Chiefs fans at our house, so um, good game. Um, they could have done a lot better, so we got some things to work on. And yeah. my parents are listening right now. They're Green oh. Bay fans, so they're from Wis- oh. Wisconsin. Yeah. So See, I, don't I, you know we're Packer fans? When uh, <laughs> when I lived up there for a bit, that was when I first really started even following. Yeah. Because I never, you know, I think like a lot of kids, all 
I growing up, I did one sport after another. Football wasn't one of them. But I never really ever watched any sports. But when I got up there, I think it's a state law. You have to. Oh, absolutely. And then I had the opportunity to go to a number of Packer games. And I and Brett, it was during the Brett Favre era. Oh, yeah. So and fun. Yeah. It was just, I really, really enjoyed it. And so then, of course, you know, Chiefs and... Um, and but I still do follow the Packers. So. Yes, yeah, so gonna, do we. I, but you know, I never really. I wasn't a huge Aaron Rodgers. I never was. I just didn't love the guy. He's very talented. I don't know. There was something yeah. about him. But oh, man, that whole thing. Did you hear about the that the bar in Wisconsin? So this I in Milwaukee. So. I forget the bar. I don't have the info in front of me. What this is just hilarious. That this bar had been promoting for months. That. During a, a you know a Jets game, any game that Aaron Rodgers started in and they lost, with Aaron Rodgers starting, yes, then drinks were on the house. Oh, so this last game Aaron right. Rodgers started, and for a few minutes, yeah, few minutes, and then is out. Well, everyone was like, "Hell yeah!" And I mean, and we're <laughs> talking, with, and we're talking Wisconsin drinkers here, right? And let right. me tell you, they know how to drink. Oh yeah! And I mean, they were just pounding them back. And then I saw photos of the look on their faces when they realized, "Oh my gosh, we're going to have to pay for all oh, of this." Oh yeah. Well, hopefully they could figure out a way to make it some kind of a, a tax write-off of, as a loss or a bad bet, or <laughs> I don't know. Well, but, said the bar came yeah. out ahead because it, all those it was the people that you know they ended. They thought they were going to get free drinks. Oh, okay. So I that's what, yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. They thought because, oh, Rogers is out and he started, yes. so they're going to lose this game because gotcha. he's out. Gotcha. So they all started pounding the drinks away because they thought this yeah. is going to be covered. Well, then in the end, the Jets pulled it out mm-hmm. and they all realized that they had to pay for their own tabs. They were not happy. The next morning when they got that, they saw that credit card charge there, yeah. So I just looked it up. There was 350 people that took up the offer. The average tab was between $50 and $60, but the largest tabs that they had were $130 and $160. It must, I want, it must have been limited to beer. Yeah, that's not, yeah. Say that's not too bad. That isn't but still, too bad at all. Yeah. But <laughs> I love that. I thought that was pretty fun. So yeah, so we cheer for both teams in our house. So um, Packers and the Chiefs. And um, what part of Wisconsin are they from? So um, Kenosha, and okay. then my parents went to school in Milwaukee, and we've okay. got family in Green Bay. Okay. Um, our family has a big history with the Packers. One of my Oh gosh, one of my relatives was was a coach at some point for one of the special teams and no stuff. Kidding. So there's like wow. a bronze bust of him there at Lambeau Field. Wow. So wow. it's a, it's a really neat know place. That. You know, my it dad has some stock neat. in the Packers and um, all of that. So yeah, I we think just love it's football. the it's the only publicly owned team mm-hmm. in yeah. the NFL, I yeah. believe. Where I think that's yeah, right. People like your dad are owners. Yeah. So very cool. Anyways, enough about football. Enough about real that. estate. <laughs> we, um, I've had some really neat conversations this week with um, buyers that were referred to me. Either they listened to the show and were, were for, referred to me through, you know, your endorsements, Nick, or just other past clients. Um, I've had some clients that actually closed on their new home that moved here from California that were referred to me. And in real estate, it's pretty interesting how. Um, a referral system works. So a lot of times if you're moving across state or, you know, just from different areas even, and and maybe you don't know anyone in that place or you need a realtor, um, oftentimes I get referred by other realtors 
that aren't in this area that know right. I'll take a good care of their client. Right. So a situation happened with one of our listeners. They had a friend in California that was a realtor, had clients that were moving to Missouri, and they didn't know anybody here. So they were referred to me. I got to kind of be their tour guide, show them the area, find the perfect house for them. That's almost bonus fun. It is. Yeah. But what's neat is that I don't know that agent in California. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know me. But because of our mutual re- friend, mm-hmm. um, she knew I would take good care of her yeah. clients. And they wouldn't call her upset that they had, they had been loaded into right. a house or were in a bad part of town. And so because of that referral process that we have nationally, that agent in California, I give her a part of my commission as, you know, a a thank you for sending me business that I wouldn't, wouldn't have had, had it not been for her. So, well, and, and that's really nice, especially considering that that's really probably not a two way street. There probably aren't a lot of people that you know that are moving to California from Missouri. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that that exodus just goes one way. Yes, but now she has a contact in Missouri, and I have one in California, Mm -hmm. so um, in the Oceanside area. So now we both know each other in a sense that if we do have more situations, that's That's awesome. We have a great kind of referral process. So the same thing happened with another listener of the show. She has her real estate license, but she's not actively working as a realtor, but she referred family members to me. We've got them under contract. When we close, I give her a portion of my commission. So it's really neat um, because we can't meet everybody, obviously, but if you do have a good person that you know is is a hard worker and is going to take good care of your friends and family, it's a great way to kind of pass them off on a referral and know that they're going to be taken care of the same way you would take care of them if you could. So... Very cool. I love that. Yeah. I, I saw that you had posted. I know we got to go to traffic here. Um, um, your sort of fall recommendations for homeowners mm-hmm. on. Uh, is that on your site or social media? Or yeah, board? it's on. Um, I I have a blog post, emilyjohnson.net is my blog site that has a lot of those resource mm-hmm. articles, but we reference it a lot of times on social media. So it's probably on my Facebook page. Just kind of things that you should do getting ready for fall. I'm going to do a segment next week on um, if you're planning to list your house in the fall kind of the do's and don'ts of Halloween right. decor. Oh, yeah. um, our house right now, we have giant spiders mm-hmm. climbing across it. So we're not getting ready to sell our house, though. So maybe some things that you could do right. as we get into the holidays to kind of get your house ready if you are planning to list it. There so. was one I, I thought of you because there are those particularly seasonal. Like, oh, going into spring, here the, here's the checklist. Going into fall, here's the checklist. Yes. But there was one what I would call routine maintenance thing. And I talked about this Monday and I had never thought of before until last Friday here after the show talking to Jeremy Toth, who owns Green County Garage Doors. Mm -hmm. And that is the garage system maintenance. Yes. And he was, I said, well, what's the difference in, in life expectancy, someone who annually has a checkup versus someone who doesn't. And he said that they see that it can sometimes double to triple the life of your garage door and opener and I mean, they do them it's like 85 bucks and you know they'll lube it up and stuff if it needs right. that too and I, that was just one i had never thought of before right there's so many things with a house that as part of being a homeowner you get to have you know adulting and, and pay for these things but there are 
annual and biannual service checklist of things that you need to, yeah. to keep an eye on, have them professionally serviced to make sure that they can keep running in their best capacity. And unfortunately, we see that a lot of times where people just install a new garage door mm-hmm. or put on new gutters, but then they don't ever have them serviced sure. or cleaned or ensure that they're and working. And it's not fun. Right. It's not Nobody fun. likes to spend money on that, no. but it saves you. Absolutely. It, saves you. it smart, does. Smart money. And we deal with that a lot of times in homes. We know when a buyer has a home inspection, that deferred maintenance is the first thing that pops up because we can yeah. see right away, oh, this hasn't been taken care of for years. And it's right, caused right. these other problems to happen because of that. So. All right. Well, I know I chatted your ear off. but No, it's fine. You had lots of we talked about. We do. Football. And I hadn't been here for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, okay. We good. had to catch up. Good. We but. got, we got a, the, just the perfect amount of Emily Johnson this yes, morning. Thank All right, you. <laughs> Say I will. I will. Have a great week. You do the same. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. You know, every so often stories pop up that are very misleading. Sometimes deliberately so, sometimes it's not so much. There there's been this story about Senator Tuberville holding hostage these nominations in the military. And maybe you haven't heard about this. It hasn't been the biggest news, but it's something that Democrats are increasingly trying to capitalize off of. And the Navy's top military leader yesterday testified before Congress that it could take years to untangle military promotions as a result of the blockade that Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama has placed on the highest-ranking officers. She testified to Congress about her nomination as the next chief of naval operations, although Tuberville's hold will prevent her confirmation as she's filling the post in an acting capacity since her predecessor retired in August at the hearing. Elizabeth Warren warned that the six-month hold, which now directly applies to more than 300 generals and admirals, could disrupt Navy operations down to the lowest levels and exacerbate the service's recruiting crisis. So what we're being told is this is just going to destroy our military. Now, the reason that Tuberville is doing this, by the way, is because the military was violating the law by you know, paying for, essentially, uh, abortions. And... Not allowed to do that. Hyde Amendment says that taxpayers cannot be forced to pay for abortions, and the military was doing that. And so Tuberville's like, hey, until we remedy this violation of that law, I am not going to allow the bulk approval of these generals. Now, here's, though, where it is not as it seems. His blocking of these approvals is not making it impossible for them to be approved. Chuck Schumer, who is leader of the Senate, has the ability to push them through one by one. Now, of course, that takes a lot longer, which is why there is an allowance for all of them to be approved in one huge block. Now, that is what Tuberville is preventing from occurring. There is nothing whatsoever to stop Chuck Schumer from having this go through one by one. 
Now, again, now the reason he's not doing that is because this gives Democrats the ability to make it seem as if Republicans or one Republican is doing grave harm to our military, that he is causing national security implications that could take years to untangle. That's BS. They also know that the media will be more than happy to run with that narrative and allow that false or that disinformation to to be reiterated over and over and over again on their airwaves and they will themselves reiterate that disinformation they can legitimately argue well yes technically chuck schumer can push them through one at a time but that will take a really long time well if This is truly going to be as damaging as Democrats are making it seem to our military and have national security implication for years, and it will take years to untangle this mess. Is it not worth it? Is it not worth the extra time it will take? So I just I wanted to share this story with you because, it, it again, maybe one that you're not necessarily familiar with, and it's not getting a tremendous amount of attention, but this is a situation where, willingly, the Democrats are not pushing these individuals through one-on-one to get voted on because that allows them to spread disinformation through the media that and, and falsely make people believe that there's no way these people can get through an appointment because of this senator from Alabama, and that's disinformation. By the way, that's disinformation that not only will the media not fact-check, but they will help they will be you know responsible for spreading that disinformation springfield's talk 1041 i'm nick reed you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 1041 now talking about housing don't forget for all of your home loan needs and questions you've got to start with our one great home loan.com there it's got to be step one uh, looking at homes even if it's an open house and you you're thinking to yourself well, we don't plan on, we don't need to move. I mean, if we ever found the perfect home, we would. Just go ahead and get that pre-approval done ahead of time. That way, if you do want to make that offer, you're securely able to do it. You don't have to wait till Monday uh, in order to get the process started and lose out on that home. I want a great com because you do. Speaking of military, Biden is planning on vetoing military pay raises because Republicans will not pass through with it climate change initiatives and transgender initiatives and so forth. In other words, Biden is holding hostage the pay of our troops, pay increase of our troops for the extreme transgender climate change agenda. He has continuously proposed cuts to the defense budget while sending hundreds of millions of dollars to Ukraine. We know this. He's tried to politicize the armed forces. We know this, the wokeness. This week, the White House announced Biden will veto the military pay raise if it passes because it does not at the same time fund left-wing causes. The House Republican legislation would have given the military's junior enlisted troops a 30% raise next year and ensure that no military member would make less than the equivalent of $15 per hour during a 40-hour work week. 
If the president were presented with H.R. 4365, he would veto it, the White House said in a press release, pointing to the lack of left-wing agenda items such as diversity initiatives, abortion, transgender issue, and climate change. The draft bill also included numerous new partisan policy provisions with devastating consequences, including, including harming access to reproductive health care, threatening the health and safety of leb, uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, you know, the White House. They continue to go on and on. So this is all that needs to be understood. And we know that the White House and the Democrats continue to work to fund you know, transgenderism with kids and extreme green initiatives that do nothing whatsoever to actually help the environment. And they are, the Biden administration is proudly going to veto that much-needed pay raise for our troops unless Republicans give the left taxpayer dollars to do what they want politically. They're holding their pay raise hostage. And I think this is the sort of opportunity that Republicans should not waste to make sure that the American people understand where the priorities are of this administration. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 79 today down to 58 overnight low, partly sunny with a slight chance of showers and storms tomorrow, high of 75. Sunday sunshine with a high of 79, Sarah Meyer. Thank you. I'm really heated over that last piece that you just uh, shared. story? Yes. Well, I found my uh, monthly information that I'm going to write about the White House. I always write them once a month about something that just really makes me mad. And you, you can make a, <laughs> a book eventually one day, my letters to I the could. White House. I really could. You know I'm on a list somewhere for that. I got to be. All right. You could do it, but you got to make them really snarky and good. You know, like really. Well, I started this one with uh, just wanted to let you know you're a piece of trash. See, I think that would be good. <laughs> I feel like she's holding back there a little just bit. Just slightly. <laughs> just a little bit. Holding back. Maybe you really want to let them know how you actually feel it. You know. Yeah, that was pretty calm. Yeah, hey, everyone. Calm. I got Josh with the Pyramid Roofing Company with me this morning. How are you? I'm good. You're going to calm me down. Coffee. I know. You You're going to calm me down bro. here this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk I'm about good. roofs and weather and oh all that gosh. good stuff. I, I was listening to Nick read the, 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 read the weather, and I am so happy. I could imagine. I'm so happy right now. It's nice and cooler. You don't like that 105? I don't like 105. <laughs> I don't think anyone don't likes 105, you. especially roofers. It's It's atrocious doing this work in that weather now i saw a post that uh the pyramid roofing company made on social media uh one they did a like kind of a fall tips for your roof but they also did a psa for a clean your gutter reminder yeah so are those things that we need to be looking for right now yeah definitely it's getting to be that time so think about you know in about three or four weeks now we're going to be having leaves dropping like crazy and if you if you don't have gutter screens on there, you're going to want to clean those gutters. So there are, in your gutters, they get filled with leaves. They'll backflow, filled water, backflow up underneath the shingles on your eave. And a lot of people, there a lot of roofs that, especially if they're older, they don't have ice and water shield installed at the eaves like you typically see on a newer roof. Most companies are installing ice and water shield in valleys and on eaves now. And we do a lot of repairs. So we'll, we'll have a leaking soffit or a leaking... Uh, you know a leak in the house and it's you it's it, a lot of times at the eve it's caused from uh, the backed up gutters or pro- it could even be even properly installed gutters too do you recommend those gutter guards 
I there, there's still there's nothing that you're going to put on your on your gutters that it's going to be perfect. There's okay. there's always going to be some sort of maintenance with them. We install them. The ones that I like the best are called Easy Lock. Uh, the the ones with, they're called small hole Easy Lock gutter screens. It's just a black mesh like black expanded metal screen. It's got a little bit of ability for the, like the granules to fall through so some debris can get through and still be washed out. A lot of times, you know, the ones that rely on surface tension. Uh, they, they, you know, they can have issues. Debris will still get in your gutters. You got to take them off. If you mess with them at all, they, it, you uh, to clean them, to clean out your gutters. You know, you you may void the warranty on it, and they're real picky about. It. Then they charge an arm and a leg to for those too. So, um, you know, we we keep it pretty simple with our gutter screens. We do a lot of easy lock gutter screens when we're putting you know rough gutters and then gutter screens on. So, yeah. See, my parents they had those kind of old school plastic gutter guards that oh, yeah. would break over time, you know, and they would chip from the sun just beating down on them, and oh, always yeah. a pain in the butt. I, I think to sometimes get up there and still, clean them. if I can interrupt, yeah, you know, still sometimes depending on because we have a lot of trees around our house. Certain debris can rest on top of them, and so you still yeah. kind of need to. That's a lot easier than having to scoop out the gutters, but you still kind of. It's a lot easier. I mean, yeah. in the in, in some corners and things, yeah, get the, like yeah. the piles of leaves yep, will still yep, sit there. I get that. I get that. Yeah, and at least it doesn't. It, they keep it prevents them from setting down in the gutters. Yeah. For you to have to get up there and manually spend you know half a Saturday. Which I used to do digging out the debris and the sludge. It's nasty, nasty work. But are anyway. you still looking to hire? Yeah, we're still hiring. I, I got, I did hire uh, someone. I brought a former oh, employee back uh, last week. So very positive. One of one of the best uh, guys that we we've ever had on team. So he he's back with us and uh, still looking. So we're looking. We're we're actually um, hiring just, uh, for us, the, someone on the sales staff and uh, potentially someone on the operations side too. So all right, very nice. Well, yeah. if somebody thinks you know what that would be a good fit for me, how do they apply? Uh, you can actually apply through our website. It's pyramidroofingmo.com, and you can click on uh, – there's a link on there to, to apply. All right, very good. And I'll make sure to get all that information up at ksgf.com as well. Josh, it was good to see you. I hope good you have you a too. good weekend. You too. This Take is, care, Sarah. This is Sarah Myers with Springfield's Talk 1041. We talked earlier that um, yesterday Joe Biden falsely claimed that he taught philosophy at the University of Pennsylvania, and not only did he not teach – philosophy at the university of pennsylvania he never taught anything at the university of pennsylvania and he was using it to um to give himself credibility he was telling the audience that um, democracy is in danger and you know all that sort of stuff and the reason that we can trust him is because he taught philosophy of uh, a political philosophy and uh, again you know not true but it was a Thursday. Red State has a piece, and they may not be the only one, that uh, Biden was doing a call with rabbis before the Jewish high holidays, or high holy days, rather. And he, in the call, this was one of those calls, and this isn't uncommon. You got a president, they're going to do a call with some folks, and, and uh, you know, they have cameras there rolling to show the president reaching out. And so uh, he was on the call with rabbis, and he told them, quote, I was, you might say, raised in the synagogues of my state. You think I'm kidding, I'm not. So now... We have learned that Joe Biden was raised in the synagogues. He's gone back to, I think he's been Jewish before. Um, he, he bing-bongs around, but uh, apparently now he is claiming that he was raised in the synagogues as Jewish. 
Uh, coming up, a couple of other things. I, there has been some coverage of the potentially upcoming movie um, uh, Snow White. This is a, a remake, and these aren't uncommon things. We saw this with Little Mermaid, which, by the way, we actually watched that uh, live-action version of Little Mermaid over the weekend, and it wasn't bad. I thought it was okay. You know, I, I didn't, you know, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Wouldn't have chosen to watch it. wasn't my choice, but I, I enjoyed it. And Snow White, the, the lead actress in Snow White, has been on social media on numerous occasions trashing the origins of the story of Snow White, and yet she is the one who's playing it. And then the production also made news because it was no longer going to have seven dwarfs, but instead seven, seven random guys uh, that were not dwarfs. And that created some controversy as well. Um, the, this, to me, is that there seems to be a very simplistic reason that these sort of things do not work. Now, the left, every time they try and redo something and it is rejected, they like to portray that as proof that right-wingers are crazy and they try to uh, couch it as being cancel culture at times. Um, we really saw this when Ghostbusters several years ago released Ghostbusters, and instead of the four guys, it was the four gals, and and you know the fact that it didn't do that well, uh, well, it's because of misogyny and so forth. And and here's the deal. And this is the 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 people who put these films out. They seem to want to have it both ways. And let's use Snow White for example. Snow White is recognized as a very popular story. It is one of the absolute classics. It is something that is part of American cinema history. And so, apparently, you have a company like Disney that says, hey, this is a popular storyline. There are a lot of people alive today that remember watching it when they were a child. Here's a chance for us to bring it back in live version. Um, and so they want the benefit of having the nostalgia, having something that has proven to be popular. But then they take it and they trash, in some instances, what it was that people liked about it. And then they want to completely remake it into something else. And then they don't seem to understand why people don't like that. The, the, the gal who plays the uh, Zegler is her name, R Rachel Zegler. And she's the actress who plays Snow White. But, but she's also trashed in the back. She said at one point, or trashed Snow White in the past. She said, I mean, you know, the original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. There's a big focus on her love story with a guy who literally stalks her. So we didn't do that this time, which I mean, characterize it as stalking. But the fact of the matter is the love story is kind of the point of it. And she has, in other comments essentially trashed everything that made snow white snow white well then again they change the seven dwarfs which are synonymous with snow white and when 
the the release, which is um, not for some time now, although there are questions as to whether they will even release it at this point because they're afraid it's going to be such a PR disaster that it may have you know repercussions beyond Snow White. They're worrying about getting into the Bud Light territory here. You cannot take something that people love and then have the people involved in it telling the people who you're who you know you are marketing it towards what an awful thing it was how outdated it was the reasons that they loved it are really bad reasons essentially associating your audience telling your audience that they're bad people because they're bigots or they're you know uh believed in love stories that are part of some sort of patriarchal you know the whole crap that they always spew and then release it and be shocked when it doesn't do well. Who's your audience? It's either fans of Snow White, or if it's not fans of Snow White, then why try to use the Snow White name? Live from Scramblers, sponsored by Affordable Towing. More in moments. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. KSGF.com. Hey everyone, it's Bill Cox from Scramblers. Oh, good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm Hi, Sarah. Great. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful, wonderful. Now that's not, is that, you didn't go to college Truman there, did State, you? Yes. I thought you went over to SEMO. No, no, no. Why did I, I well, think you I went started to SEMO? I started my college career at SEMO. Okay, all right, there it is. State. See, I knew I, I knew I had SEMO for some reason. You know, I tell everybody I went to Truman because it's a very high academic standard university. And when when I was there, it was actually Northeast Missouri State, and anybody, including me, could get in there. So, hey, let's talk about our lunch. We've got okay. some mouth-watering items. BLT is probably the best BLT in the community. The club sandwich, big club sandwich, is known as Will's King Size Club. My oldest son, because of his ego... We had to call it Will's King Size Club. The burgers, the tenderloin, you name it. Mouth-watering lunch items you've got to have. So come on in and have it. Sarah, you look like you're ready for a lunch sandwich. Okay. She well, said she was going to have oatmeal. We'll get you fixed up with the nice BLT. Man, I love a B- BLTs. Oh, are great. What sort of BLTs now? Um, yeah, and you know we talk about breakfast so often, but you guys do have. And I do mention sometimes I'm one of these people that I like lunch or dinner for breakfast. Some people like breakfast for dinner, but I like to have. But I get up so early, you know, by the time it's breakfast time for me. When what's normally breakfast time, eight or nine, you know, that's lunch for me anyhow. That's right. So anyway, yeah, everything's right. good. Hey, uh, talk to me about your trip. You get it all planned out. Or? Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm glad that you asked this question. We are, hopefully next week, we will be able to nail something down. He's talking about our great escape. And, you know, boy, it seemed like going when COVID was a thing, things were problematic. But coming out of COVID seems to pose its own challenges. You have people that haven't traveled for a while wanting to. And, and so... And of course, the in, the travel industry with the airlines the last couple of years has been so jacked. Um, Pete Buttigieg really on the job there as transportation secretary. That it, there, there are just so many challenges that weren't there a few years ago. So point being is, you know, we've had a few different options. And we're like, oh, it's not going to work because of this. It's not going to work because that. In fact, 
last week, just so people know, we had a potential date and time and location, but the caveat was we had to have people who were going have their full deposits in by October 2nd. Well, that's just a few weeks away. And, you know, and we promoted a couple weeks ahead of time, and we, and so we're like, that time, it's just not going to work. So right now, just so people can mark it on their calendars, we are looking at April. We're looking at April. We were trying to do the, you know, end of February, beginning of March, but those deadlines were just going to be in a couple of weeks, and we're like, we're not going to be able to do it. So, and we are looking at a number of places, but honing in on Dominican Republic potentially a brand new resort that opened this year um now like i said nothing's confirmed but that that's pretty much what we're narrowing down to at this point once we know it of course we'll announce it and but that right now is what we're feeling well nick that's great i'm glad i, so got I'm glad, I am glad you asked you up there. Yeah. I, i'm glad you asked because it is something that i increasingly people are coming up to me and saying hey we haven't heard anything and i've meant to mention it and update people I just forget about it in the you know mix of the show and everything. So, look at you, Make, in, bringing the show up a level with information. Well, you know what? I'd love to be able to take my wife and my girlfriend to the same uh, place, but uh, well, that, <laughs> I don't think my wife would let my girlfriend go. So, well, some some people are nitpicky. Uh, I don't That's know why sure. she would be after forty-three years. She's. I would frankly think that she would want your girlfriend to come along. That way, yeah. she could you know. Keep, an eye keep, on keep you occupied. No, keep you occupied. Yeah, good like, no, thank good. Yeah, take him. Take him down to the beach. All yeah. right. Well, hey, thank, as always, thanks for having us here. We love it. We've been doing it, what, two and a half years or so? I don't know, going on three, three years? We've been doing oh, the yeah, show here. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah long man. enough that I don't remember exactly how long it's been. Yeah, and we've got some new surprises coming out, hopefully, oh. in the future. So. Okay. All right. Well. We'll announce them here. Okay, Nick. Thanks, All right, have buddy. a great weekend, Bill sure, Cox. You have a Scramblers, day. everyone. We've got more coming up here Don't in just a couple your, of moments. Uh, mouth watering lunch. Yes, mouth watering lunch. Here at Scramblers, the uh, Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Ladies and gentlemen. Sarah Meyer. Thank you. Well, if you are in the market to purchase a new vehicle soon, but you are wanting a longer test drive than what you would get at the dealership, I recommend my friends over at Avis, the car rental company, and their brand new long-term rental program. Now, the long-term rental program, it allows you to do an ultimate test drive, and it also allows you to kind of try out different types of vehicles with all of the bells and whistles. And the best part about the long-term rental program is if you get into a vehicle that you just simply realize, you know what, this isn't for me. It's not working out. You can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store off of Fort and Sunshine and speak to Lauren. And as always, you can find all of their contact information housed under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. All right. So it is official. you, You got these UAW workers officially on strike against Ford General Motors and Stellantis, which is formerly Chrysler. And this is the first time, I did not realize this, that all three of these big ones are being hit at one time, that the UAW is deciding to hit all of them. And I I spoke on this to some degree yesterday, this cyclical suicide 
that these people are all involved in with uh, you want to talk about a toxic relationship between the unions the workers the to some degree the car companies and the democrat party the government if you are to follow the map here you have union workers that pay dues to the union presumably in order to protect their jobs the union takes those dollars and help get democrats elected who push for things like ev vehicles which put them in the hole on average these are the things that the car companies really need to make sure people understand not because the car companies are 100 percent the good guys but because these are very significant facts and that is the electric cars they cost everyone that is sold cost the car companies on average $60,000. Now, I remember when the Xbox came out, and it may not have been the first one, but at one point it, there was a story written uh, you know, about how when it comes to Microsoft and gaming systems that it's all the money's in the games, and in fact, every unit they sold, they actually lost like $20 on. And, and thinking, oh, wow, that's crazy. So like on average, 60 grand per vehicle, it is a massive loser, massive loser. They have had to just put what profits they have into planning to uh, survive these requirements that the people they are using the employees' dues in order to help get elected have put into place. Then the same union is demanding that there be raises paid which i just i can't even begin to conceive either these car companies will collapse or vehicles will become so expensive that only rich people are going to be able to afford them which ultimately is going to lead to the collapse of the car companies now there is this caveat that i think most people including the unions expect that you and i as taxpayers will be forced to bail all of them out which, of course, is particularly hilarious because we're told by the unions that non-union people have them to thank for our standard of living. How many times have we heard that? Even if you aren't in a union, you benefit from the union because we we help the standard of, of pay rise in union jobs, and that lifts it around for everyone. What they're not telling you is that you and I are having money taken out of our paycheck in order to subsidize them. And that happened with, I think it was the infrastructure bill, where the private pension of one of the, or more of these unions, we are forced to pay for because they have so poorly managed things financially that instead of us, as non-union people, benefiting from the wise financial benefit of the unions, it's the other way around. They are surviving because they've done things so poorly, they're taking money from us. And now you've got, and here's where I think that, of course, things are, from a public relations standpoint, different. We, right, more than ever, well, not more than ever, more than ever in recent history, Americans are suffering financially. Prices are going up everywhere. People, if they do get raises, they are not keeping pace with the rate of inflation. So even with a raise, the average American is taking a pay cut. The average American household 
in the last two years under the Biden administration has lost $700 plus in buying power every single month. And you have the auto workers union wanting, where they went 40, I think it's 46% now, a 46% pay raise over a four-year period. And they want to get paid for not working, essentially welfare. Because they are wanting to only have to work 36 hours, but get paid, or it's 34, 36 hours, but get paid 40. I don't think, and you know, if I were the car companies, and I'm not, again, saying that because they're the good guys or anything, I would do some calculations and tell the average American, because right now they're saying we'll go bankrupt if we do this. What I would do is I would do calculations and figure up the cost of a car under these new requirements. If this were to go into effect, a car that costs this today is going to cost this in the future. That's what I would make sure that people understand. We've got news uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Glenn Beck's next. Have a great weekend. I'm Nick Reed.